Hi, and uh, welcome to the Business Success Podcast. And I'm with Matt Harvey. And it says on, on your shirt, the property expert. So, Hello. Matt, really good to see you. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, now, estate agency and, you know, property expert. And, and yes. um, for the public, anyway, just tell us a little bit. Um, what should they look for? Um it's quite it's quite a big question actually. You've only got twenty minutes, so you've got to no, be quicker than that. Be, one. I'll, be, I'll be a bit quicker <laughs> than that. Um, yeah. So, what should they look for in in a state agent? I think with the marketplace being the way it is at the moment, uh, it's a little bit tougher than it has been in recent years. Uh, I think the key thing to look for when you're choosing a state agent is got to be somebody that knows the industry and has dealt with a tough market. Right. Um, unfortunately, there is a lot of state agents out there at the moment that have only ever dealt with. A buoyant market um and that's all well and good when the market's going really well certainly but from my point of view and from from the public's point of view what's important is having an agent that knows what they're talking about and knows how to deal with issues that can arise that wouldn't be around in a buoyant market so i think when you're choosing your agent that you want to look for um using it's very important to kind of sit down with them and and find out what their background is and what their history is and you know what experience they've got um yes it's very well that they may work for a a, a large company that's a Certainly. well-established country, company yeah. but i think having a, an individual that you know has got the experience and the knowledge and the level to be able to deal with your house move efficiently is is, is massively important so when i when i contact your company i'm i'm, I'm speaking to you yeah, you are. So essentially, I'm self-employed. Yeah. Um, I work alongside a uh, business colleague of mine that's been in the industry for a similar length of time as me. So between the two of us, um, we've had probably getting on for nearly 60 years worth of experience. Wow, you don't look that uh, that old. No, no, no. I'm only 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you don't look so good for 23. <laughs> no, um, but um, but no, uh, between us, we've got you know nearly 60 years worth of experience, as I say. Um, the key factor for us is we are working together across uh, Plymouth area, really, and that is... Um, working both as self-employed agents, right. but you know, helping each other and working with each other, so people have got a good balance of knowledge and capability available to them. Um, and it's it, it's a self-employed model. So from my point of view, I only get paid when I do the job. When you move out of your home, right? Um, so, so that could take months. It can do, um, but there is my motivation. Right. In truth. You know, if I'm getting a salary and I'm sat at a desk in an office yeah. and I'm waiting for the phone to ring for someone to say, I've seen a property on Rightmove or Zoopla and I want to view it, you know, I'm getting paid a salary. I, whether that happens or not doesn't matter. Right. You know, as a self-employed agent. So like being you, being you, me, you have to be active. Yes, absolutely. Or I've reactive. Got, I've, got, I've got to be proactive, I think is oh, proactive, probably okay, yeah. my... Yeah, yeah. Uh, idea of working yeah, is right. yeah. I would like to, you know, deal with people that want to be motivational about their move. Yeah. Um, I go out and I look for business. I will deal with people and talk to people that are struggling with their house move yeah. for whatever reason it might be. You know, I started with no clients. I now have a good bank of clients. Oh, well done. Um, I, I am 
all about making sure that what I do and how I do it is right for the client. Absolutely. Um, You know, if I think that a house move isn't going to work for them for whatever reason it might be, you know, the interest rates have changed, the cost of their their move might be out of reach for them. You know, I'm not going to try and get them to sell their house because it works for me. I'm going to give them the best advice to suit their needs. So, so there's, there's obviously frustrations on both both parts. Uh, one with the with the customer, yeah, and one with the estate agents. So, just yeah. looking at the customer first, what sort of frustrations do they they come across? Um, frustrations with the customer can be why is my house not selling? Yeah, you know, I bought my house, I fell in love with my house. Why does nobody else love my house? Um, so, there's a lot of frustration that can come across. Um, and so I think generally because it's overpriced. Uh, it can be. It can be an overpriced issue, um, but it also can be the lack of the marketing from the agent. You know, they may not have approached it in the right way. They may not present it in the right way. Have we not got enough first-time buyers coming into the market that's slowing up the whole process? There are a limited amount of first-time buyers coming in because yeah. obviously the, the mortgage rates are such. But I would say looking at the next 18 months i would imagine that mortgage rate is going to start to balance out right i'd like to think we're probably going to even around the three to three and a half percent on a on a standard rate yeah um so i think that's going to make it a little bit more comfortable for first-time buyers to come back into the market certainly um and i think you know again we all want our house to be worth the most it's ever going to be worth yeah but i think there needs to be balance um you know Whatever you are making on one house, you're potentially saving on another if the market is the same market that you're buying and selling in. So ultimately, from my point of view, I think having a a much more fluid marketplace where people are freely able to move is much better for everyone. Okay. And so what are the frustrations that, you know, estate agents have? I think the frustrations that estate agents have, well... Uh, again, that's the difficulty because I think a lot of frustrations that come with a lot of estate agents is the way other estate agents have worked. Okay. Um, for instance, you know, I will go out and I will give my advice and I will give someone what I believe to be the right way to work. Um, again, they will go out and speak to another agent. That agent may well be looking to win that business on pretenses that aren't necessarily based on the customer. So you're sort of, sort of saying that in actual fact, um, um, you'll go out and you'll um, value the property as you yep. think that would get the interest yep. that might get a higher bid yep. compared to maybe another estate agent who might just uh, flatter the, the client yes. and say, of course you can get that amount, maybe a b- uh, more, and put it on a higher price yep. with, the no- with the knowledge they're going to catch them, they've hooked them, knowing they're going to drop the price when it doesn't sell. Yeah, essentially, you know, again, one of the things that I think... So that's wasting a lot of time. It is. It is wasting an awful lot of time. And, you know, from my point of view, I would certainly say to to any sellers out there that are looking to instruct an agent, when you are choosing your agent, you want to look very, very carefully at the tie-in periods right. that they are looking to... What sort of time time periods are we talking about? They Well, they can, there are agents out there that will do a 26-week contract. Right. Now, when you're talking signing up to an agent for six months, yeah, that's a long time. And if they're not selling your house, you've got nowhere to go. 
And of course, if you sign up two agents, so then the, the percentage goes up, does it? Yes, it does. If uh, if you look at two agents, again, it depends on how the individual agent works. Um, but a lot of the corporate agents now will have a multiple fee, which will be in excess of 3%. Right. Um, so again, they are looking to really maximize their potential for income if you're choosing another agent. Personally, from my point of view, I have a standard fee that I will charge. Um, and that will be, you know, uh, across the board with every client that I have. Um, I don't charge multiple agency fees. Um, again, I would talk to a client if they wanted to go multiple agency, I would probably talk to them about the reasons behind that. Because, uh, again, you know, choosing a multiple agency strategy isn't the best strategy because it comes across as you have a desire to get your property sold quickly. Yeah. You, you you may come across as being desperate, um, which will then breed potentially low offers. Right. So a multiple agency strategy is never really my best advice right. with, it, with, it, with anyone. Okay. Um, sole agency strategy, if you're choosing the right agent, is the best advice. So what what, what is the sort of uh, a reasonable tie-in? Well, I do a zero-week contract. Right. Um, and I have a two-week notice period. So essentially, if you decide you don't want to use me for any reason, um, I have a two-week notice period to get out of that contract. That's amazing. Um, that is amazing. That's like a no risk. Yes, essentially. But this is your home. This is your investment. But the, that therefore means that you work harder knowing in actual fact you could lose that client. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, again, it is about making sure that my client holds all the cards. Yeah. You know, they have to feel comfortable with me. They, I need them to want to work with me. If you don't want to work with me as a client, there's no point in me trying to force you to stay with me because the, the relationship's just not going to work. So having these lengthy tie-in periods is, is just an archaic form of estate agency. So what's best? Because you're going to have to have uh, the property surveyed, right? Yes. So what do people do? They take the recommendation of the estate agent or do they look for an independent person? Um, normally, depending on whether or not um, when they sell the property, ultimately what's going to happen is if the buyer is buying with a mortgage, yeah. that's going to be linked to a surveyor. Right. Um, so if you're buying cash, it's it's completely up to you. If you're buying cash, go and find a, a surveyor to come and give you uh, a survey. There's there's various levels of survey you can have done. Again, you know, another point to look at is if you are in the marketplace and you do have a little bit of an understanding of the the, the property itself. Yeah, you know, a, a good a good builder can probably give you as much information as a surveyor would give you. A lot of surveyors will recommend specialist reports, damp and timber reports. Yeah, um, things like that, um, drainage reports. So. Again, if you've got a good builder that can come and look at a property if you're buying cash, then that can sometimes save you a little bit of money in the long run. Yeah. Um, but if you're buying with a mortgage, the mortgage stipulation will be that a surveyor comes and looks at it anyway. Yeah, okay. So when you actually um, um, take on a property to to uh, sell for, for a client and so yeah. forth, do you advise them on any sort of like uh, tips to actually improve the property? Oh, yeah, to- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, one of my things will be very much about how to dress your property for sale, um, how to best 
get that property to its full potential. Uh, again, you know, with photographs, one of the things that is a little bit of a bugbear of mine, if I'm honest, but I can I can look at a lot of estate agents' uh, advertisements and, you know, you see photographs and there's beds that aren't made, there's cats on on a carpet or there's, you know, there's there's various states of undress within each room, um, things left out on the side, what have you. You know, for me, those photographs are your shop window. They have to be the best they can possibly be. I, me- I remember the first house I lived in, Barnstable, um, um, uh, and uh, I think it was, I saw, I saw my first house when I was, I, I think it was about um, 27 or something like that. And I, I sort of, I got some advice as what do you, what should you do? And they said, always make sure your kitchen looks superb, your bathroom looks su- superb, all right? Get those. So I actually had those redone. Yeah. And I, I had a really good kitchen, really good bathroom. Obviously tidied up all the other rooms and so forth. Yeah. But actually on the day um, that um, a family came around to sort of inspect the house and view the house, okay, I put uh, bread in the oven. Yes. I had coffee on the stove. Yes. <laughs> and I had music playing, all yep. right, background music playing. Yeah. All right. And uh, they bought it straight away. Yeah. Right? Brilliant. And uh, the estate agent said to me, is there any chance they could keep the um, the tape of the music that you were playing? Wow. That's the amazing. Tape. Yeah, well, in those days, <laughs> I, was, I was 28. I was 28, you know. So it was a tape recorder, you know. Right. So, um, but they asked if they could keep the music. And yeah, I said, yeah. certainly. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not happening. Again, very good points. You know, I've recently had conversations with vendors and I've said, you know, if you're having an open house event, which is a strategy that I use a lot. Yeah. You know, having some fresh coffee going, um, again, fresh bread being cooked. Yeah. Again, creating those creating the atmosphere and creating the yeah, uh, the, yeah. those homely smells, those yeah. homely feelings. Yeah. You know, draw people in. Again, one. Bear of the, in mind, I was single. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool move. A very good move for a yeah. single man to do yeah. that all yeah. by himself. Yeah. Very good. And very I'm good. I'm no cook. So, <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those sort of like uh, pre baked. Uh, you know, rolls that you get from the supermarket and you just chuck it in the oven, but it smells good. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. It, again, it's about creating a feeling. You know, 99% of a house purchase is a gut feeling. Yeah. You know, as an estate agent, I can't sell the house and no agent can. What the agent can do is create the desire to get people to view the house. Yeah. The viewing itself is what sells the house. Yeah. Um. So... An estate agent that turns around and says, I can sell this in, in a week. You know, again, that's one of those things that I hear all the time. And the good thing is, because uh, I know you're uh, a member of B&I, yep. right? so you have a lot of good contacts. So in actual fact, if you were selling a property and they wanted um, something done to the roof or an extension or plumbing yeah. or electrics or, you know, new bathroom, new kitchen, yep. um, patio, yep. fencing... Uh, tree chopped down or a hedge cut or something like that. Yeah, you know all the right people to refer them to. Yeah, exactly. And again, you know, part of an estate agent's role is to give options. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing a viewing with someone and it is a dilapidated property, again, you're absolutely right. 
you know, I can put them in so touch So you're a good man people. to know, really, because in actual fact, you know a load of people who can take uh, your property to the next stage. Because yeah, when you go totally. into a new property or an old property, whatever, when you buy, a, 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 you know, your next property, you're always going to change something in it. Yeah, totally. And the fact totally. that you know so many tradespeople and stuff like that, it's actually another adv- uh, string to your bow, isn't it? Yeah, it's an advantage because then, you know, I can pass that information on. I can get people yeah. in touch with the right people. So the thing is... Um, Matt, I've got to ask you this last question. Go right? On. Always want to know, uh, you know, what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Well, I'm a huge music fan, to be oh, fair. Oh, nice. Do you play yourself? Music. No, I've tried yeah. on a few occasions. <laughs> yeah. I think I look very silly behind a drum kit. and uh, You've tried I the s- drum kit, have you? I've tried the drum <laughs> kit, yeah. Um, and I sound like a dead cat on the guitar. Oh, dear. Um, but... Aside from that, I do love going to gigs. Yeah. So I'm quite a, quite an avant uh, gig. You're supporting goer. local local artists and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I live, I live uh, just outside Tavistock. Um, yeah. Tavistock's got a beautiful venue called the Wharf, which has a lot of tribute acts. Uh, myself and my wife um, and some friends go down there quite often to listen to some of the acts. Yeah. Uh, just again, I, my love of music is is about supporting local. Yeah. Local people trying to, uh, you know, give a good, good day out, a good yeah, night out. Yeah, oh, that's good. Well, well, thank you very much, anyway, uh, Matt, for coming on the uh, Business Success Podcast, and it's nope, been great. Welcome, thank you very hearing much. from you and some really good advice and tips, um, you know, to help people looking to buy or sell, you know, their property and so forth. So, yep. um, and obviously, you know, if anyone's looking to. Uh, to do that, you know, they should speak to you, the property experts. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. when this goes out, you know, your details will go out with it. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, yeah. you're a good guy to know because not only can Hopefully you do so. you can do the the bit to to the buy or sell, but you can actually do the aftercare as well. The aftercare, yeah, it's all me. Okay. It is all me, start to finish. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Jonathan. you. Cheers. Bye.